Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Fans First Sports Network's 2023 NFL Draft Preview Show. This is Jeremy Betts, joined, as always, by Andrew Wilbar. We're talking NFC North in our division by division look at answering the important questions for the draft like team needs players to watch and more uh, today like I said focusing on the NFC North uh, a division that recently held the number one overall pick in the draft before being traded out by the Chicago Bears the worst team in the league from uh, 2022 but uh, a team that has a lot of to be excited about. There's several teams here that we don't normally talk about, Andrew, in the NFC North that have things to be excited about. The Bears, the Lions, uh, even the Vikings have uh, some pieces that they can be excited about. The Packers seem to be the rebuilding team in this division for the first time in a long time. So let's dive in. Andrew, how do you feel about this NFC North heading into the draft? When was the last time, Jeremy, that we were talking about a division that could potentially be between the Bears and the Lions right. determining the winner oh, of this man. division? Minnesota's lost a bunch. Green Bay is going to be without Aaron Rodgers. I think I like Jordan Love, but there's a lot of questions surrounding them. We could honestly be looking at the six months from now and be talking about how this division is going to come down to the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears, which is mind-blowing. This is 2023, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. <laughs> it's awesome. And you know, there's there's also just uh, just as easy to see is that the Detroit Lions absolutely run away with this division. <laughs> I mean, that's a possibility as well. I don't discount good coaching, a good uh, system in place like Minnesota has, uh, but they are going to be missing pieces this year. But let's talk Chicago Bears, who uh, did hold the keys to the draft early on uh, before trading the number one overall pick away for a haul. Not to say that they they gave away the draft or anything like that. They did get a lot of picks in return, but now they're picking at number nine in the draft, and they they just need help everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not an over exaggeration to say when we ask our, our our questions, what we do on this show, we ask three main questions, three important questions about each team, and. Question number one is, what is the the big team needs? Uh, We wrote down everything, basically, minus linebacker and quarterback, and that could even change. Quarterback uh, specifically could even change by the end of the year. You never know. What they did do in free agency is add running back Deontay Foreman from Carolina. They traded as a part of the the swap for the first overall pick uh, and the ninth overall pick with Carolina. They acquired DJ Moore, and then their big – Their big uh, free agency signing was linebacker Tremaine Edmonds from Buffalo. They also brought in Nate Davis, offensive guard from Tennessee. So they've been adding pieces. They've been adding players. They've been adding names, kind of like Jacksonville did last year. Just going from below average, poor, to average, slightly above average. And, you know, that's going to make a big deal for this team that played close games last year. But with as much as they need, 
Andrew, what what is the the what is the biggest need for them heading into the draft? I think they still need to add an extra piece at edge. They did bring in an edge rusher in free agency, which is going to help. That's going to improve their depth greatly. Um, and Travis Gibson is still there, so they've got guys there. But that could be a position they go at. Offensive tackle, I think, is their biggest need. Yeah. Every position except Nate Davis is on the line could be up for grabs. They have you could draft four <laughs> off the line with your first four picks. I don't think the Bears fans would really complain with it. Yeah, because you got to protect Justin Fields better if you're you going to keep him healthy. I think that's only fair to him. Uh, but ultimately, they could go anywhere. I mean, you have Jalen Johnson at corner. Who else? At right. safety, you have Eddie Jackson, a few other pieces. But linebacker is really the only position on the defense you could say this does not need to be addressed with TJ Edwards and yep. Tremaine Edmonds. They did a good job filling that. They did. They spent a lot of money doing it, but they they did fill it, and they had a lot of money to spend. Yep. They still have a lot of money to spend, so they're not done adding needs. Uh, so we talk about um, you know everything being the, their biggest team need. Uh, what we ask second on these shows is what is a sneaky need for this team? Doesn't really apply to the Bears. They can just add anywhere. Best player available, especially once you get out of the first round. Um, you know, and and you're just trying to find guys on defense, offensive line, whatever that is. So let's talk about that number nine pick, though, where they sh- they should they potentially could have their their pick of the offensive tackles. Which one of those guys, uh, specifically Paris Johnson Jr., Peter Skaronsky, or Broderick Jones, do you think fits what the Bears want to do on on offense at offensive tackle best? It depends whether they want. A little bit riskier pick, but a guy who's going to be a franchise left tackle. Or if they want a guy who, if they try him at tackle and it doesn't pan out, they can play him at guard since they need both positions. And that's between Paris Johnson or Peter Skronsky. They either want the Ohio State connection with Justin Fields, who Paris Johnson did not protect his blind side, but he did protect him on the right side of the line. And Paris Johnson has said he all over and over, Jeremy, even when we interviewed him, even you told us, that he's willing to play anywhere. Even if they wanted him to play at center, he'd be willing to try that. He's right. willing to do just about anything. I love that attitude with him. I honestly, at this point, think that that would make more logical sense just because of the Fields connection. But at the same time, you have the local connection with the Northwestern right. product. Of so yep. I think it's between those two guys, though. I would really be shocked if they go any other direction. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I, I think I'm probably leaning towards Skaronsky. Jalen Carter, I forgot to add him. If he's okay, still there, can you imagine after all the talk of him going number one overall, him falling to nine and the Bears still get him? Still get him, yeah. And that is something to keep an eye on. And, you know, especially if maybe one of these guys is taken, one of these offensive tackles has been taken already, uh, somebody trades up or or something like that. Um, you know, maybe they pivot a little bit and help out their defense, which needs a lot of help as well. So uh, they can't really go wrong as long as they're taking – best player available uh, in the draft. It's going to be something that's going to help them uh, heading into 2023. Let's move on to the the presumptive favorites in the NFC North, the Detroit Lions, who uh, have been making moves, good moves, solid moves, contender-like moves, um, adding running back David Montgomery after losing Jamal Williams. Uh, I think Montgomery and Swift make a, a very intriguing backfield combo there um you've got cam sutton from pittsburgh headed to detroit uh at cornerback and then they brought in safety cj gardner johnson from philadelphia who's going to be 
a, a big time player for them and kind of fits that Dan Campbell attitude uh, for this Detroit Lions team. Let's let's talk about the questions here. Then, what is the the Detroit Lions' biggest need heading into the draft after the the signings that they've made this offseason? Well, I felt like the Lions overpaid for Cam Sutton. He's not a CB one. I felt I thought they were going to make a bigger attempt to bring back uh, Oruarie. He was a he was doing well in that defense. Yeah. I thought he would have made a lot of sense. But corner, I still think they're looking for their lockdown guy. Now that's reopened at pick number six with yeah. uh, uh, Jeff Akuda recently being traded to Atlanta. Yeah. So that's a need. Linebacker, I think, is honestly their biggest need, though. Unfortunately, you cannot take a linebacker that high. You may not even be able to take one at 18. So unless you can trade back from one of those two picks, yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to get one until the second round. Fortunately for the Lions, hopefully they'll have their pick of the litter. We know Dan Campbell wants range over size. Yeah. The Lions need a rangy guy. So we'll see what happens there. But I think defensive line is another place to go. They have some pieces there. Lee McNeil, uh, Levi and Suzurike. But it's not a bunch of guys who have been consistently productive for any period of time. Yeah, I had for our, our second question that we asked, what's a sneaky need, an under-the-radar need for this team? I had running back, uh, despite bringing in David Montgomery, and I think this is more more along the lines of, of rumors I've been hearing um, that Dan Campbell and company really like B. John Robinson, um, and maybe not for pick six, but if he's still there at 18, uh, maybe look for Detroit to say, we've got a team that maybe we can afford to take the best player available here uh, at, at our second first round pick. And if Robinson is still there uh, combining him in this backfield with Deandre Swift uh, and David Montgomery, you've got a three headed monster there at least until Bijan gets his feet wet. And then maybe you've got some, some trade comp or some trade bait as well to be able to add some compensation uh, to uh your future drafts or whatever, but uh, let's talk about some, some cornerbacks though that stand out to, uh, to you as potential options for the lions at number six, really uh, the top three guys, but um, do they have a type that they'd be looking for specifically? It's a difficult question. I think at number six, if they're going for corner, I think they would prefer Devon Witherspoon to Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, I, Witherspoon seems more like the gritty, feisty guy that Dan Campbell would prefer over Gonzalez, who is a little bit afraid at times to get physical. I think Dan Campbell would prefer Witherspoon of the two if they go corner. But you can't rule out, even though they don't need an edge rusher, if they're going to go best player available, there's a good chance that's going to be the guy. Tyree Wilson could play 3-4 end. Sure. He play 4-3 end. You also have a guy like Van Ness. I don't think Will McDonald goes that high. Right. But you got to wonder, is the Condolan Smith go here? And you put him opposite uh, Aiden Hutchinson, and you make Houston, uh, James Houston, the guy they brought in last year in the later rounds, uh, he could become that third guy who burst onto the scene halfway through the season. So they have options. Uh, I would say going best player available is the way to go. I disagree with you. I think running back is not a position they should address until later rounds. Sure. But, you know, there, there is some injury concern there, so we can debate that back and forth, but defense, defense, defense. Defense, 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 absolutely, uh, for the Detroit Lions. The Green Bay Packers, man, let's talk about them. Uh, most likely no more Aaron Rodgers, and I think if it doesn't work out with the Jets, he's probably going to retire uh, is what I get the the feeling is. I don't think he – I think he's done with Green Bay. So it's the Jordan Love Show heading into 2023, and uh, – but despite that, they really haven't done anything. 
this offseason so far. They've resigned a couple guys, um, edge rusher Justin Hollins, safety Rudy Ford. That, that doesn't move the needle for the Packers, especially for their fans. If you're a Packers fan, you've got to kind of be uh, frustrated by the apparent treading of water that the uh, Packers organization has been doing so far. This all sets up for an intriguing draft for them where uh, they're picking at 15, so right in the middle there, maybe a little bit of no man's land for them um, for the, the types of players that, that they need. So let's talk about their top needs here, Andrew. What you got? Yeah, I think if you want to keep the love boat from sinking, you got to get yourself a pass catcher. So oh. I think I think early on, whether that be tight end or wide receiver, they got to address one. I would have preferred them go after a veteran receiver to pair with two of their young guys in Dubs and Watson. I don't know if bringing in another rookie is the best way to go, yeah. but tight end is the spot I would look at. They need, could use another big body on the inside. Darnell Washington makes a lot of schematic sense for them, especially looking at Mike LaFleur's past um, and the tight ends he's worked with. Washington fits that mold. as a guy who can also help their offensive line in blocking, but safety is a position that's a glaring hole on this defense. You can even throw in an edge rusher, offensive line depth. Overall, the roster isn't terrible, but they didn't bring in a bunch of guys like you were mentioning this offseason. They didn't do a whole lot to improve the roster. So it's going to come down to whether they can hit on these picks and get guys who can contribute year one. If not, they're probably not going to be in contention for the top of the division unless we have a total fallout where the Lions and Bears don't live up to the hype and the Vikings are what we expect them to be with after losing so many pieces. Yeah, the... Jordan Love is going to be a, a big big talking point uh, for this season in the NFC North and for this this Packers team for sure. You already talked about wide receiver which was my sneaky need for this team. Uh like you said, they've got the two the two second year players that played pretty well last year but that was with Aaron Rodgers throwing them passes. So you you've got to take it with a grain of salt. We got to see it in year 2. Can they improve with uh Love at quarterback under center? Um so let's talk about some players, though, that then makes sense for them at pick 15. Uh, a safety, obviously, is, is is a huge need for them. Is a safety like Brian Branch what they need, or do they need somebody that's more of a physical, uh, strong safety, or even like a true free safety, which Brian Branch doesn't really doesn't really fit either mold as like a as like a, a single player for that type of position? What you got? Let's bring us back to those other options. You know, there's not yeah. a lot of options at safety. They could wait until the second, maybe get Antonio Johnson, but ultimately Branch, I think overall, he can fill enough roles on that defense. It's not just exclusively safety that they need. That's the position I guess they need, but yeah. areas they could continue to improve, and they could afford to add another outside quarter. They could afford to add an extra guy in the slot. I know Jair Alexander plays a lot in the slot as well. But just a guy to increase versatility on the defense, I think Brian Branch would make some sense. That's a little bit higher than where I would have him graded. I don't think you would take him at pick 15. But in the scenario where you could trade down, that would be ideal. If you want the best tight end in the class, now Michael Mayer is going to be sitting there or Dalton Kincaid, yeah. if that's the type you're looking for. Um, I wouldn't rule out offensive line entirely, but for me, it's kind of an odd spot for the Packers. This is yeah. a scenario where I could see BPA when you see one of those edge rushers fall, or just a maybe we this is where we see a team willing to jump up for a guy that we didn't expect to be here. Yeah, the pass catcher conversation is intriguing for the Packers. Uh, it's intriguing for the entire league because this is one of those classes where you've you've definitely got 
the the tight end group that's really really good the wide receiver group not so much um so what type of of receiver do they want i think tight end could be the play here for a team that needs that without robert tunyon there anymore um they need it so maybe 15 kind of that no man's land if you will for some of these other positions that they need maybe that's what they go with Let's move on to the final team in the NFC North, that being the Minnesota Vikings. They added tight end Josh Oliver from from Baltimore. They paid him a a massive contract, three years, $21 million for uh, a backup tight end, Uh, at least in in Baltimore, that's what he was. But uh, they also paid cornerback Byron Murphy and brought him in from Arizona. And then their their big splash was – edge rusher Marcus Davenport from New Orleans, bringing him in to see if he can spice up the pass rush um, for them. It's, it's one, they're one of the, the teams that is just like, what are the Vikings in 2023? Uh, they seem to not fully be behind Kirk cousins anymore. It's almost like they're, they're prepping to move on from him in some way. Could quarterback be something that they look at in this draft? I don't know. They've got plenty of other needs. Andrew, tell us about those needs. Well, as of today, I would say that this is the ceiling for Brian Branch. I don't think he would go any higher than this, but they need help at both corner and safety. They could afford to add pieces there. Defensive tackle uh, is another yeah. spot after you know everything that's happened with Delvin Tomlinson, and you know they, they need to add more depth there. Wide receiver, though. Justin yeah. Jefferson cannot be the only guy out there catching passes. At some point, teams are going to start triple covering him. And, <laughs> and you have to. Will have it help? Else. Adam Thielen was that guy for a short period of time, but yeah. even in those past couple of years, he hasn't been anything more than a guy that you have to keep an eye on, but he's not, he wasn't a true threat anymore. They have guys, you know, I know they like some of the guys like old BC Johnson, some of their depth guys, but ultimately, they've got to get another wide receiver. It doesn't have to be first round, but they've got to get a competent number two threat to Justin Jefferson. Like they're going to bring back Dalvin cook, but what they might do is what they did do is resign Alexander Madison to a two year contract. They might bring in a running back to, to add to that roster. I was looking at like Jameer Gibbs as somebody that they could, they could target in the latter portion of the first round. Potentially. Are there any other players, Andrew, that, that makes sense to you at pick 23 for the Vikings? Yeah, I really, if you're going to go wide receiver, I would really love this fit for Quentin Johnson. This would be a great fit for him. Be a perfect complement to what they already have in Justin Jefferson in the slot. Play Johnson on the outside as your X or your Z, doesn't matter. He'd be a great fit, a guy who would add physicality to the locker room. And then, excuse me. (coughs) Again, I do apologize. I'm dealing with a lot of allergy issues. You've heard me sneezing. You've heard me yeah. sniffling. About <laughs> I do apologize. I'm battling through this. I, but if it's that time Smith, of year, yes, Mozzie Smith, my Michigan man. If you want a perfect uh, guy to replace Ooh, yeah. Dalvin Tomlinson, this is your guy. Yeah. He's going to come it. and be a day one stud as a run defender, a guy who brings upside as a pass rusher long term. Miles Murphy is another name we haven't talked a whole lot about, but had a really good pro day. This could be a spot if he still happens to be on the board. I could see Minnesota looking at him and making him kind of that guy opposite Marcus Davenport in this defense on the edge. Early in this draft process, Miles Murphy had a lot of hype as a potential top 10 pick. It's kind of cooled off for him a little bit, but that pro day sure did help uh, uh, with his stock. Absolutely. The Vikings are going to be one to watch. Um, we talked about potentially quarterback as as something they could 
they could target. Maybe they go after Hendon Hooker in the mid twenties here, um, at just to see what they can get behind Kirk Cousins as far as a developmental piece. Uh, it, it's definitely on the table for them. But Andrew, that's going to wrap it up for our NFC North talk. Did you have anything else before we we head out? Josh Oliver, just as a reminder, was a big fan of him in the draft. So okay. I'm not knocking you, Josh, for getting a big contract. But it was a little bit more than what I expected. Good blocker, though. Minnesota, you need to add more pass-catching weapons. Yes. It reminds me of the Jesse James contract headed yes. to Detroit uh, after his stint with Pittsburgh. But that's neither here nor there. Andrew, it's been fun rolling through all of these divisions. This was a fun one. If you haven't heard the other shows, if you're if you're looking for more draft content, definitely go check out the Fans First Sports Network NFL feed and then check out your team's feed. If you root for any of the teams in the NFL, your draft preview will be on your feed for your division. So check those out. My name is Jeremy Betts. That's Andrew Wilbar. We're happy to be a part of the Fans First Sports Network and be here with you talking NFL draft. We'll be back with other shows. You can always catch us on the Steel Curtain Network and the Steelers Fix show and then at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for Pittsburgh Steelers content if you're interested in that sort of thing as well. That's going to do it for us. Have a great day. Stop and check it out.